Joining me in the studio this morning, I've got Monmouth College Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. A happy belated birthday to Mr. Beliva. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you. Appreciate that. You bet. How'd you spend your birthday? Uh, just, you know, hanging out at home, watching some basketball, and uh, followed our, all of our events we had going on for <laughs> the whole weekend. We had, uh, you know, a bunch Friday, Saturday, and then finished it off with, you know, four events yesterday. So just kind of following all that stuff along since it was all over the place. We had basketball in Wisconsin and swimming in Iowa and tennis over in Decatur. So um, we had we had people all over the place yesterday. It was a busy week. I mean, it we, was we a very busy week and a very busy weekend. So had a little lull in the schedule there to start to pick up again. Here. Yeah, yeah, it, it really <laughs> is. Um, you know, now that we get that. Uh, the the overlap uh, for for winter and spring sports where um, you know we've got some winter sports finishing up um, and, and a couple spring sports have started a couple more start this weekend um, and and yeah that that keeps it keeps it busy now through uh, through the rest of the semester really yeah well let's uh, let's get into it we'll start with the good news the uh, women have qualified for the midwest conference tournament yeah women's basketball qualified they actually did that um w without playing on on <laughs> thursday when um uh lawrence lost a, a game against ripon that that moved them out and then we had the tiebreaker over uh, ic um in in cornell so that that wrapped that up um in and for us and for knox so we're we're playing against knox in the uh, the conference tournament on Friday, um, waiting for times to be set. I was actually looking now to see if I had an email this morning, but um, not the case. So the um, will be Friday against Knox. Um, we're tied with Knox at 10 and 6 in the standings. So there's a tiebreaker to, to figure out as well um, for who wears what colors. It's pretty much the only thing to figure out. We know, you know, no matter what, we're playing Knox. But, um, you know, going going through that tiebreaker once you're tied and then we split head to head then it goes against the next team in the standings um along those ways we you know we both got swept by first place rip and we both swept ic who's in the the four slot so um and, and we can't determine the rest yet because cornell and lawrence who are right there in the five and six spots they have a makeup game to play tomorrow um and whoever wins that will be the next tiebreaker slot so it's all it's, to decide who wears white correct that's all that's being <laughs> decided is is and, and we knew that really going into the weekend um i guess had um you know if we if we would have won over the weekend then that would have changed it if we had beaten uh, lawrence yesterday but um you know coach jones said that she said yeah the only thing we're deciding this week is whether we're wearing red or white <laughs> on the first day and you know if we're wearing white then we got to take both uniforms up there for the weekend and um you know so that's kind of kind of the way it, it's set up 13 and 9 is how the uh, women finished overall. Not a bad job. In, uh, yeah, you know, 10, 10 and 6 in, in conference. It's the most wins by a first year coach in uh, school history, most conference wins by a first year coach in school history. Um, you know, so quite the accomplishment, especially given um, that there was, uh, was, was, 10 players on the roster all year for the most part seven played in in every game to Ray Warner missed one uh over over winter break um but that was it you know the other the other six played in every single game and and to Ray played in every game but that one and then um you know there's there's a couple freshmen and, and a sophomore uh that played sporadically throughout the season and, and and contributed but you know if you if you look back to 
the challenge is from October, November, when practice started, there were days where there were seven players available uh, because we had um, Delaney Scheidenhelm, who's a freshman, was on the volleyball team. So until they went to conference tournament and came back, she wasn't available. Uh, freshman Anna Castor is a goalie on the soccer team. So until the 1st of November, when, when they were actually eliminated in the last regular season game, she was not available. So if anybody was sick or hurt or had class, you know, what all all the other things that go on with it, she wasn't able to put in a, a full five-on-five five practice, you know, until in, until end of November. And then if there was a day from even mid-November through now, if somebody's out for whatever various yeah. reasons, you're not practicing five-on-five. Five. So, um, you know, in addition to being a first-year coach and installing a new system and, and getting to know your players and all that, it, it, it's really quite the accomplishment. Uh, we're not picked to finish in the top four to start the year, and uh, and, and there they are. And, and in a very familiar situation um, as two years ago, going up the Ripon as an underdog and, and you know, hoping to pull off an upset and get to the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, and, and it'll be a fun weekend because we battled twice really hard with Knox. They won here on our home floor um, by winning the fourth quarter. We won on their home floor by winning the fourth quarter. They shut us down over the last couple minutes here um, and, and went on a big run. And then at their place, we did the same thing. And Josie Morgan and Caitlin Osmoski, the seniors, took over. And I think Knox scored one point in the last five minutes of that game. Um, and, and now going head-to-head. And I'm not sure what Knox's results were against Ripon um, should Rippon beat IC, which they did pretty handily twice this year, but Rippon got us by double digits twice. So, you know, to go up to their place where we just lost on Friday uh, in a game that was close until about the last four minutes, really, um, you know, to go up there and, and win will be quite the accomplishment. But hey, the way they played this year, I wouldn't put it past them. Right, exactly. Good luck to the uh, Scots women uh, for uh, uh, maybe get to the national tournament. It's such a good it, – it's fun. We, we've covered yeah. the football team. We've covered the men. We've covered the women at the national tournament. And it's good times. So yeah, we, should, run, we should know uh, We should know game times uh, tomorrow, I, I would imagine, for that. It, Ripon is going to host both the men and the women's tournament, so that throws another uh, little little wrench into the plans. So I'm sure they're having uh, quite the time in the, the Midwest Conference office today figuring out game times. And, and plus, like I said, our tiebreaker is not completely settled yet until Cornell and Lawrence play tomorrow. So, um, But they're going to have eight teams up there at, at Ripon for – the weekend and, uh, and and get all those games in, six games to be played to, to decide a pair of teams going to the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, it'll be be quite the ordeal for uh, for the Red Hawks people. Dan Nolan used to say, that's a good problem to have unless that problem is yours. Right, yeah. No, it, it would it, it would be fun to have it to have it here but and, and, and have all that. But, yeah, it is, especially logistically. Um, I'm not sure what the hotel situation is like for this weekend. I know last weekend there was there were not a ton of rooms up there for us to be between Ripon and, and, and Appleton. We ended up going to Appleton on the off day and, and staying there. Um, I, I think this weekend, though, when I was talking to Coach Jones earlier in the week, it seemed like there was a youth tournament up there that had uh, taken up a bunch of the uh, the hotel rooms, so they were looking at, at Oshkosh possibilities, um, you know, with, with different things up there, and and you know, it's it's very similar to to here, you know, if it's a weekend where there's something going on, and, and you're trying to put eight teams in here, probably somebody staying in Galesburg, right. you know, so right. it's just kind of kind of that situation around the Midwest Conference with a, a lot of the schools and cities. 
Uh, men brought their season to a close, uh, the Scots men. Yeah, played well against Lawrence yesterday, especially down the stretch. Got it down to one possession late and then uh, just didn't score over the last two minutes. And, and Lawrence put the game away. But, um, you know, re- really battled hard throughout that one. Even Friday night against Ripon, um, got down got down big early and uh, and fought back and, and made it a game, got it to a couple possessions, and then uh, Ripon pulled away at the end. You know, they won the conference. So, um, you know, regular season time. So that's going to happen. But yeah, finishing up uh, the the big note I had in, in yesterday's uh, notes and recap was that Jordan Metcalf uh, led the team in points, rebounds and assists, uh, which is only the fourth time that's happened. Uh, assists became an official stat in 86, 87. So uh, since that happened, it's only the fourth time that somebody's led the Scots in all three of those categories. And then he threw in blocks just for fun um, to make it a fourth category that he led the team in uh, with 43 blocks which is the fourth most in a single season. Um, so quite the year for, for Jordan. Obviously lost last year as a junior, um, but able to, uh, to to come out as a senior and and, and put in quite a year. Jonathan Ordiego was, was right behind him in, um, in points and assists. And a freshman, Kendall Brasfield, led the team in steals. And, um, you know, so there's uh, there's some bright spots there to, to look forward to for next year. Yeah, covered uh, many of Jordan's games when he was with Mercer County up in the Alito areas. Fantastic ball player. Great senior year. Good to see it. Yeah, absolutely. It really was for him and, uh, you know, and, and, and Jonathan as well. Uh, swimming had the conference meet this weekend. Yeah, swimming had conference. Uh, there were a, a few records that fell on uh, on Saturday. Um, Jalen Sellers broke a record in the, the backstroke in the 100 in the preliminaries, and then she broke her own record uh, that night in the finals um, and, and got a fifth-place finish uh, overall. So she's now got four of the top five times in school history in the, the 100 breaststroke. But, yeah, went out in the went out in the uh, – Prelims broke a record and turned around just a few hours later and broke it again. And then uh, Brooke McCormick broke uh, the school record in the in the butterfly as well um, and, and got onto the podium, which is top eight, getting into the finals. So um, she did that. Kyle Jones, uh, who was a conference champion two years ago in the breaststroke, got on the podium in a couple of different individual events. Sellers ended up uh, there on an, another individual event as well. Uh, so they both had a pair of, of podium finishes and then some relays uh, finishing uh, fifth and sixth got up onto the podium as well and uh, uh, you know got got the job done and and, and had a, a very successful weekend uh, for a, a few different individual swimmers and a couple of the relays so that was 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 fun to see and uh, to follow along and, and and to watch from Grinnell they sent out the list last night of the individual award winners it was a lot of Grinnell and Lake Forest a couple St. Norbert is still in the conference for swimming only so they had a couple individuals mixed in um, but that was uh, was was the the final list and uh, Grinnell won uh, won the conference title on on both sides of that. Yeah, no, uh, not much of a surprise no. there. As dominating as we are in track, as Grinnell kind of does the swim thing. Correct, exactly. <laughs> All exactly. right. Uh, what else we have? We had we had, uh, we had tennis last tennis night, last uh, night. Down, at, down at Milliken, um, and, and and they lost on the road. They that was a, a late addition to the schedule, which which popped up this week because both teams uh, had an opening in the schedule, and and it was close enough to get that in. And there was an indoor facility indicator for them to be able to play at, so it was nice to to be able to get another match in before they head down to. Uh, 
to spring break on that trip to Orlando. And then uh, track ran on Friday night over at Illinois College. Um, Riley Doolin almost got the, the school record in the mile. He took five seconds off of his own um, personal time. And um, I didn't look this morning to see if there were any updates from last night. But um, middle of the day yesterday, he had an eight-second lead uh, on anybody else in the conference for the mile. Um, so that that was a fantastic wow. run for him uh, to win that. Reed Wilson won the uh, the pole vault and uh, and got that ju- got that done again. And uh, Kareem Lawal won on the uh, the weight throw and uh, and had a, a season and a career best indoor uh, weight throw for her and uh, has the top throw in the the Midwest Conference so far this year. Yeah, good to see Riley doing well, doing a, uh, a former Rama Throwsville Titan. So yeah, absolutely, and and peaking at the right time too. I know we'll get to this week's schedule, but conferences this week, so um, it's when you want to be peaking now with uh, with the conference championships coming up. And I, we talked a little bit off the air. I was driving by the college on Saturday with the uh, snow piled yeah. up on the side of the football field. Lacrosse got going. Yeah, lacrosse got going. They had a, a, a fun game and, and beat Marion. Got a little got a little tight at the end, which I know Coach uh, Van Alstein, who was in his coaching debut, um, was was a little nervous about at the end because we had a fourteen to eight lead with about four minutes to play and with a minute. 20 left it was 14 to 12 uh giving up four straight there at the end was not exactly the way they wanted to finish it off but um held them scoreless over that last minute 20 and and got the 14 to 12 win uh we had five different goal scorers jeff knapp scored four goals and kane donahue had five assists and um we had a hat trick from lh bond as well so uh, overall nice game for them to get going they're right back at it tomorrow night so anybody who wants to check out some men's lacrosse we've got that tomorrow night 6 p.m against Concordia, Chicago. Um, so it, it's uh, uh, rolling right into spring season. Ten- tennis got it going first, and now lacrosse and softball's up next. Yeah, softball's got a big weekend. They do. They are. They're going to head down to Peoria Friday morning. That's an eight o'clock first pitch. Um, going uh, going at the uh, the Louisville Slugger Dome in Peoria. Uh, they've got two games on on Friday in Peoria in that event. Um, those are indoors. Saturday's games are outdoors in St. Louis. Um, so I. I have not yet checked the uh, St. Louis <laughs> forecast. I'm sure uh, Coach McClory is all over it uh, to figure out what they're what they're going to be walking into down there to play a pair of games, um, you know, outdoor in St. Louis, hosted by Fontbonne on on Saturday. So um, yeah, it could be. Let's see, uh, 37 is the high mm. in St. Louis on Saturday. So um, yeah, that that could be fun. But yeah, right. so they've got they've got those four before heading to. To spring break, and then we I mentioned track there at the indoor conference championships over at Knox, but that is closed to uh, to spectators. So uh, they'll they'll have events Friday night, they'll have events on Saturday. Uh, they'll they'll send us a link, I'm sure, to post for people to watch and to, to follow along. So we'll get that up on the website and on social media. But they're not allowing spectators, so don't drive over to Galesburg trying to watch the the indoor championships this weekend. They won't let you in. Yeah, I I noticed that as well. Yeah, yeah, what. Whatever, we'll just move on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when uh, when uh, my son was playing baseball for the college, I would kind of peek at the schedule. Yep, Greenville and Fontbonne, either late February or early March. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're the the March nineteenth for the home opener. Let's hope it's a little bit warmer because baseball and softball are both home that day. So let's uh, your your weather forecast that week is going to need to be nice to us, Sean. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Don't don't. I'm just the middleman. All right, don't blame me. I'm just between. You folks and Mother Nature. That's on the middleman. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you. Appreciate it. it. Nathan Believe, a sports information director at Monmouth College.